Welcome everyone to That Kind of Nerds Podcast, a weekly show where we tell you what's going on in the nerdy world. I'm CJ Millen, joined of course by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. Indeed. <laughs> Indubitably. Listen, there's a lot of That Kind of Nerd content coming out this week. We are uh, obviously covering Game of Thrones, uh, but we also just launched our new podcast, The Bingeaholics, which will be made available on Wednesday. We are discussing The Defenders on Netflix right now, so be sure to check out that show. If you're already subscribed to Hey Did You See, congratulations, we've already subscribed you to The Bingeaholics. We're crafty like that, so you're welcome. You don't have to press the button. It's happening. We can't live without Bingeahol. Very true. I, I bought a bunch of Benja Hall. So there's a listen. I'm going to start off with the, the top story that's been dominating the nerdy world this week, and that is Movie Pass. If you haven't heard about this, uh, this launched actually uh, about a year and a half ago. It was a $50, uh, essentially all you can watch movie app that let you go to the movie theaters and see one movie a day. $50 a month, and that was all you paid. So even if your movie tickets cost more than $50, doesn't matter. Uh, they just went crazy this week, making huge waves by lowering their price to ten dollars. So a couple lawsuits, if I read correctly. Well, there's yeah, so there's a lot of controversy, which I definitely want to get into. But really, here's how it works: you download this application, uh, you have to be close to the movie theater. You say, "I would like to see this movie at this time." Uh, you go ahead and you purchase the ticket. Uh, the The movie theater will cre- – the, the application credits the movie theater for the entire ticket price. So if it's $15, you only pay 10 but they are paying the movie theater the $15. Um, there's a lot of controversy because there's two things about this. Number one, this is basically unsustainable. Like no one knows how long this is going to last. So this is something it's all that bi- – It's all Bitcoin. Uh, right. The second thing is uh, – the theater chain AMC is suing this company to stop them from doing this, which is odd. So, Brian, you you read a little bit about this. What what are your Very thoughts? Very little bit. All right. Well, then I did more than everybody did. What what, what are your thought? What are your thoughts about this actual service itself? Uh, I, as as a frequent frequent moviegoer, I I actually achieved my normal goal of seeing one movie a week for the past month and a half. Um. The idea excites me, but I don't understand how it would benefit the very huge decline of the movie theater business that has suffered billions of dollars this year. Yeah, this has been the worst the studios. Season. Well, I guess where I'm at, though, is if you're such an avid moviegoer, this this has got me written all over it. Yeah. Well, why aren't you doing it? Is my question. So there's a couple it, things because it was right? fifty dollars, and I don't, I don't. I, I was very was lucky 10. this month. CJ just said it was ten. It's ten dollars now, now. It's ten. Yeah, it's now ten. But, so that what Josh you, is saying is, why don't you it? have it at the ten dollars? Why? Why haven't you just done it? This is where I insert the gif of Forrest Gump saying, "I am not a smart man." <laughs> so here's here's the catch, Josh, and here's why I haven't signed up yet. And that is I need to see what AMC does, because if AMC doesn't accept this program, it's kind of useless for my movie. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, like I have a Regal right by my house, which and I have an AMC not that participating. I go to all the time. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Regal doesn't participate. And does Carmike? It looks like Carmike, Carmike doesn't exist anymore. AMC. AMC just bought them. Hmm. So if AMC doesn't do it, then there's definitely no point in me doing it. I would never be able to use it. 
So, and the other part of it is this, right? And of course, I'm the one who investigates this. The reason why it went down to $10 was a, a data mining company uh, purchased a huge stake within this company and gave it a lot of money. So they were able to lower the price and they're going to be selling your data out the wazoo to studios, to movie uh, theaters, to anyone who wants it. Essentially, don't I technically already do that every time I go to the theater? You do absolutely. What yep. what, what are they selling? Uh, like what what movies I like? But, but, I already did that by purchasing the but ticket. Now they're we're selling but, they're selling what you do when no one's looking. And, and we're going deeper into who you are, Brian. We're going to know you know your address. We're going to know your likes and dislikes. We're going to know your Facebook feed. Listen, listen. Is that movie also theater. they can grizzle listen, box things to my house? Because if that's if they're looking to grizzle box things to me, then that's what I want. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling movie theaters right now, if all I need to do to get awesome movies at my home is give you my address, <laughs> sign me the fuck up. Please. Here's the thing. Josh, you ask me a lot, right? When I bring up this data privacy and my information, hey, listen, is it no, like, is, no. Is, it, no is, is it worth it to you? Like, is the, the service They're, they're not going to be putting pictures of your kids on the slideshow before listen, the movie. <laughs> for me, I'm such an avid moviegoer that this is totally listen take the data sell it i, I really don't care i i will i really i go to the movies a lot this, and is, this is the case that you're saving. okay with them reading your text messages yeah because this is something me getting something huge back. are you kidding me like this is a situation in this which you're it. okay with yep. selling your privacy go for it to get me into the movies, CJ, CJ, CJ. To get me into the movies CJ, for ten dollars a month, I am finally being not, called a hypocrite at this, this point. This is I'm not something I've ever that. said to anyone in my entire life, and I'm going to say it to you. <laughs> and it's S- recorded. Stop being such a whore. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, it's it's very interesting. I think people should know what they're getting into, right? If you are signing up for this, just know that they are going to data mine the crap out of you and sell this information. If that doesn't bother you because you're getting such a big deal on the tickets, great. Here's the catch. AMC hasn't officially signed on as yes, and they are the largest movie chain uh, yeah. in the country. The second part is, is that they are guaranteeing this price for just one year, and then after that year, the price may change. My thing is this. This is this could be either a really great thing or a really bad thing for the movie-going community because afterwards, when this program goes away, a lot of people are going to get accustomed to $10 for a movie ticket, which doesn't exist in most of the United States. It's very expensive. A matinee. Yeah, and matinee. Pe- right, but people are going to, after this program goes, hey, you know, movie tickets are $10. Now they're $15. They're going to start, you know, asking the movie theaters to lower the price. They're not going to do that another slump or – this movie pass company is going to go to the theaters and say, Hey, listen, for this year, I mean, we took a, a, a dismal performance on your part, gave you so many clients. We now want an exchange. We now want some of this ticket revenue, which again hurts the theaters. So, no matter what, and this is AMC's case, this could be a bad thing for your local movie theater. I don't see why. I don't see why AMC doesn't just, why, why don't movie theaters just raise the price? People are going to pay to go see the movie. Like, if they, you're, but they don't right now. If that's your problem, people are paying fourteen dollars to go see movies. Not right. enough. They they took They're, a huge hit this year. It's been really bad. Um, because because the tune of a couple billion dollars. Because not Amazon Fire Stick is the. Reason. I'm not. I'm not talking yes. about right. Yeah, but that's absolutely. exactly it. Because just people aren't seeing movies as much anymore, and it's that's that's why you see ten fifteen dollar movie tickets. The price of making a movie hasn't really, you know, exponentially increased, but they don't make any movie any money off of 
the ticket sales. Right, it's all the concessions. They make money off of it's they so, have to make money off of concessions. So you know what will happen? Popcorn will be twenty dollars now. So listen, this can I don't have a, any problem with that. This can have a, a negative impact on moviegoers, this can have a negative impact on the movie theaters, or this could be the you know a, a huge boost to the industry. So it's 50-50. This is why AMC is very split and coming out with it. There's obviously a lot that we still need to learn, but listen, right now, I would say sign up for it uh, and and t- give them your $10 and go see some movies for the year and, and, and get some under your belt. It's, it's great value. Is it for a year from today or is it like till the end of 2017? I think it's till the end of 2017. Even so if it's li- to the end really of 2017, it's months. still a great deal. No, great I know deal. it's a great deal. Don't get jumped down my throats. I'm just trying I to. Agree. Well, no, don't diminish the value. My problem comes in when you diminish value. That was diminishing value. No. Oh, As you, I'm you saying, did, this has you, such you a did. high value, you can take my privacy. It has that good of a value. <laughs> And his, and his privates and his the hidden GoPros in your apartment has already it's taken your privacy. So listen, yeah. let's let's move on to the next thing. Now, part of the the dec- those are lovely drapes you have, by well, the way. Thank you. <laughs> part of the decline in movie theater experience and, and turnout this year has also been attributed to Rotten Tomatoes and online reviews of movies being mm. very critical. Well, uh, there's also a very popular YouTube channel, and I don't know if you guys have actually ever watched it. It's called CinemaSins. No, you guys- not ever. Not ever, okay. because fuck them. I, I like them at times. They're not I, don't, always, I don't know why. I don't know they're why. They're not funny. They're not always funny. They're really they're not, not funny. They're, it's contrived, and it's just... It's just... Why, why are you going to poke fun at people for trying to be creative just in general? I right. don't... It's it's those guys. It's there's nothing really objective in there. Correct. And and some of it's just flat out wrong. While, That's while, the other thing while too. Most I, look, look, listen, and I'll acknowledge much of what I say is totally subjective. But I think I try to put at least an objective spin on things. These are guys that have no interest in objectivity. Have no interest in that. What everybody cares about. It's just what they care about, and I don't. I don't care about what they care about. Yeah, and if it if it was being if it was making fun of like those things that we all know is like we can objectively look at it like, oh yeah, well that's kind of ridiculous, but I still love it anyway, right? Right. It would be different. But they but but they purposely just point out things that just A don't make sense within the continuity of the movie or within the movie industry or anything and just like kind of make it a big deal. Like I've seen a couple episodes. I, I haven't been impressed at all. You know what's you know what's better. In the same vein, Honest Trailer. Honest Trailer is much better. is absolutely the flip side of this coin where it's like, hey, here's this thing that you love. They did this Honest Trailer on the on the Flash, which is a show that I freaking love. It's one of my favorite shows. The recycled berry running part. Right. And they, but they mind. pointed out they pointed out things that I'm like, yeah, I saw that. I still love the show. And they still love the show too. But it's just like funny. Yeah. And it's it's, and, it's objective and, and it's something we can all agree and, on. And then you know we have a laugh and we move on. That's not what cinema sins does. And here's the thing when I when I got so I just recently discovered it and happened to coincide with this uh the director of uh Conskold Island just ripped them apart on Twitter. I found them but I was only watching their like three minute six minute videos and they were very quick and they were in the vein of we're being humorous and and we're just poking fun at stuff and not tearing a movie apart now they're at like 17 to 18 minutes long uh so i had you know spoken to a couple of people about this and i was only seeing the six minute you know videos at at, at the long at, at least uh and then after i watched this con skull island one i was like all right this is a, a lot of this was not funny uh and then b you're really just going 
beyond my level of nitpicky, and I'm the guy who looks for glasses that change levels. So, I mean, uh, the guy, the director of Kong Skull Island is torn apart, uh, and uh, a lot of people are siding with him and not with uh, CinemaSins, which, uh, you know, seems to be the... the and the and, and challenge them and challenge them to do one of these on his earlier movie and saying, I hope it's brutal. Right. And and he's not the first director or first filmmaker to come at them or to to call him out for being, you know, uh, his very inaccurate. Uh, but he's the one that made a huge wave with a lot of people who basically had enough saying, hey, listen, this, like you, you've hit it. You're done. You've hit your peak. Honest trailers. Go watch honest trailers. So I recommend that. But I thought it was interesting because a lot of people are blaming these kind of outlets for low movie turnout. And I think that's I think that's wrong. I think that's a little incorrect. I think I don't think Cinema Sins is the reason for bad movie turnout. Right. I think it's it's stuff like Pirate Bay and Cody and things like Kick-Ass Torrents and all this other stuff. Because if I can get it for free and watch it in the comfort of my own home, I'm going to do it. Right. Um, you know, I, I'm one of these guys who I, I will gladly go in and I will pay my $10 and see a movie. And even if the movie is garbage, I'll be happy that I went because at the very least, they did their job in getting me into to the movie theater. I just it, it's it's the, the 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 experience doesn't have the gravitas that it used to have when we were kids and when we were growing up where That's you and your sure. entire family. That's for sure. Right. Right. You and your entire family would go out and we would, you know, make it a thing because it was either that or we watch whatever rerun was on TBS that night. You know, in the, in the days of streaming and downloads and I can have any content anywhere that I want at any time, people don't feel the need to do oh, this Oh, and anymore. now we've we've arrived at why Brian is is so anti-cord cutter. He actually think it's it's wearing away at the fabric <laughs> of our society. Yeah, just, like I'm no, I'm listening and I'm going, holy shit! This commoditization of content is absolutely sort of taking that counterintuitive to our culture, how we grew up. Now I want to take my children to drive-ins every weekend. Now, now <laughs> but, I have to take my. But that's now, the thing, Brian. Brian, you're coming with us to a drive-in movie. So, yes, but then yes, here's, I will do it. But that's the thing. Growing up, I used to go to the the drive-in. Yeah, I gotta let them go. Yeah, go play at the concession stand during intermission and and. I don't uh, know if you're being sarcastic. No, or not, Brian. But I will look, go play that was at the my upbringing. Stand. I, dude, I was, I was a drive-in kid. I was I hence mean, we the were Jurassic every Park weekend. conversations. We were yeah. every weekend at the drive-in. I this is absolutely a it's a part of me. So I'm not sure that a a less expensive subscription to go to the movies is a bad thing. I'm saying if we get people into the theaters and get people really interacting, this the, what what kills me is Cody and the mm -hmm. availability yeah. of and 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 I don't, I don't subscribe because it's, it's generally lower quality than I want to view on my gorgeous television. So yeah, I, I, I wait for things to be available in HD and so on and so forth. And I'm just not a subscriber to all of the pirated anything. And 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 that you're right, that's what's killing it. But right. more importantly, look, if this gets everyone to the theater, I want them to subscribe to this thing and go to the theater. 
So here's the flip side of this, right? So when it comes to how else we're experiencing movies, it's sometimes they're not even theatrical releases of things. So that brings us to this. YouTube Red is going yeah, I said it. YouTube Red is going to be releasing Red a Karate Kid reboot coming in 2018. Yeah, this definitely sounds like something that's on Red Tube, like Daniel Sun. Karate Kid Reboot. <sighs> so you ready for and this? And finds Hillary Swank's character and they're the all, all like, Valley yeah, it's, it's, it's Karate Kid the All Valley All Girl Tournament <laughs> so Brian I actually think you're familiar with this premise right because I am familiar with this premise I, I'm actually on board for this okay so would you explain what this reboot is to our listeners um so what was Billy Zapka's character's name in Karate Kid uh John Kreese John Kreese so John Kreese yeah so this is actually it's not a reboot What's really cool about oh, this is kind Billy, of no Billy Zabka is I'm sorry that's the kid not the sensei yeah no who is Billy Zabka what was his Johnny Johnny uh, Johnny Lawrence Johnny Lawrence Johnny all Lawrence. right Johnny Lawrence so it's it's actually a continuation of the Karate Kid series which I think is pretty cool uh, Johnny Lawrence um, apparently the concept is he's kind of down in the dumps you know down on his luck he decides he's going to restart the Cobra Kai dojo and teach other kids the cobra kai way and we all know that way is for douchebags so that's not true because he uh lost at a tournament to a cheater yeah yeah yeah. because daniel son cheated i don't care um and don't but don't we think don't we think he's i mean we think he's learned his lesson and he's gonna do it righteously no no because the concept is that daniel son opens up a rival dojo to teach you know karate his way and the miyagi way the miyagi do miyagi do dojo the Miyagi Do Dojo. Right. Yes. And, and it's going to be about this like rivalry between the two dojos. I, I think it's nice little I circle love of life. L- listen, the, listen the best, like the best Jet Li movies were the rival dojo movies. Right. And it's going right. to be a 10 episode TV series called Cobra Kai. So it's called the Cobra yeah. Kai. So that's who you're going to It sounds like with. Billy Zapka is going to be the main character. Yes. And I mean, maybe Daniel San is gonna be kind of the villain. Daniel Russo. Daniel right. San is what Mr. Wait. Miyagi called him. I don't Ra- care. Ralph Macchio. We all call him Daniel San. Whatever. Um, but my point is, like, I mean, this is an interesting enough concept that I might actually subscribe to Red Tube. Who knows? I mean, YouTube Red. Sorry. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. You had it right the first time. It was. <laughs> Cobra I'm just Kai, saying, Cobra right. Kai, all girls. I'm just saying there's a whole lot of hope in this idea. I think it's a it's a good idea. I got to tell All you right. if there's a whole lot of hope in there, then <laughs> Danielson has a problem. He's yeah. he's he's facing know, do, a, Does he have a problem? Maybe. Crane right. kick his way through six <laughs> episodes, I mean. <laughs> So I also like to scour the internet every single week and just find the weird and the obscure topics and I ask these two gentlemen for their tech perspective. And Brian doesn't say the dumps on it every time I do it. Yes, Brian does. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> it's just wrong, ladies and gentlemen. It's just wrong. That was very that was that was a lot more like just dumb. All right, well, Brian, I want you to get your childhood ready because there is an attraction coming to Niagara Falls. That is a real-life, multi-level Mario Kart-style track opening. So you are getting <laughs> on go-karts. It's a huge multi-level thing, and you're racing against your friends. It is gigantic, uh, and it's coming out to a couple different locations, but right now it's starting out in Niagara Falls. Are you guys go-kart guys? I never envisioned either of you as go-kart guys. I've I've done I've done go-karting once. It was enjoyable. Um, uh, right, but uh, once. But, but I've done it several once, times. 
Okay. Once because I couldn't throw red shells at my opponents. It <laughs> <laughs> severely disappointed me. They're like, hey, let's go go-karting. And nowhere in the instructional video did it teach me how to throw a banana peel behind me. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I'm kind of over it. This isn't for me. It's a it's a gigantic track. It's I mean I There's I'm, no boost. I can't jump things. <laughs> yeah, like I think everyone when, no matter what go-kart you're on, every go-kart is a Mario Kart. Just bring a banana. It's it's not very hard. You just dress up in the in the plumber's outfit. I mean, they do these go-kart tours in Tokyo, which they're unofficial Mario Kart tours, but you know, Nintendo they, because of Nintendo, <laughs> you can't actually call them Mario Kart tours, right. but people dress up as Peach and Mario Luigi and do these tours through Tokyo all That's the time awesome. with traffic on the highway literally like right the fuck there. Right. So I don't know how they don't die, but it, I, so Brian's not buying into your amusement park uh, Mario Kart <sighs> shindig. I'm so not. Let's see, for me, I thought this was an opportunity for us to go ahead and go to Niagara Falls. So first, we have to go to New York, we stop at the Pandorica, we get we get lunch there, then we go ahead and we drive these Mario Kart like uh, tracks. Right, and then we come on down and we stop at the city, maybe have a good day, and then uh, you know Brian falls asleep in the car, we cover him with a blanket. It's a, good, uh, it's a good day trip. Oh, sign me up. That's A, that's not a day trip. That's minimum. It's a good trip. Minimum, minimum one overnight. Right? right. But yeah, let's do it right now. You brought it up. So I assume that Jenny's okay with it and I'm already booking <laughs> tickets. Let's go. All right. Now, Josh, you also brought up this other topic, uh, which I thought was interesting, is that Microsoft knew that there were issues with their service devices and their returns were high. But now Microsoft says, no, everything should be fine now. No, no big deal. And Consumer Reports actually pulled off their recommendation of purchasing the Surface laptops. Uh, so really curious to hear your, your take on this and, and kind of why this is a, a huge controversy. There's been a, there's been a giant just departure from these devices. I, look, I've used the Surface. I, I don't hate it. My problem isn't with the device itself, it's with the OS, but apparently there are hardware problems. I look, I haven't I haven't used one in quite some time. It's not a terrible device. However, it's an incredibly unstable inst- OS. That's my problem. Right. That is not Consumer Reports problem. They right. have a hardware issue. Correct. Yeah, Consumer Reports is saying that the 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 return rate and because of hardware is what I thought they said like it was 20 percent return. I I have to tell you, and and this is this is one twenty five. Yeah, it's it's one point where I think we've reached the sort of critical mass as a society where people just genuinely don't understand how to use things. And they don't take the time to learn how to use them, and it it creates a staggeringly high return rate. Here's the problem, and and it's not it's not a problem, uh, really, with anything except Microsoft. Microsoft has been so obsessed about their early adoption rate, and it's because I'm gonna be the fanboy for a moment, folks. Pardon me. Apple has this incredibly high early adoption rate. New hardware, new software, it's it's 70 plus percent. Everything just evolves to the next generation all the time. All the time every year with Apple. Microsoft doesn't have that adoption rate, not only in their software, but now in their hardware. The problem is 
they've done all this marketing to convince everyone that they can use a service. Right, exactly. That the service is for every case. <laughs> that that's it's ever for everyone, added. right? Yeah, and the reason the they're getting such high returns is because people are rejecting their touch user interface. They're rejecting everything that is Surface. And the problem, it's, I feel like someone at Microsoft is, I've seen the enemy, and the enemy is us. Because they've created this problem with their marketing. It's not user-friendly. I can use it, CJ. You can right. use it. Brian could use it. But everybody can't. And 25% seems like a legitimate return ratio. No, no. It, it, listen, it's right. And this is something that a lot of people are kind of discovering uh, on, on their own. A lot of people look at Consumer Reports and they look at, at at other you know nerds like us and say, hey, listen, is this something I should be looking at? And I think you kind of hit the, the bigger issue. Listen, it's not necessarily about just faulty devices. It's about, hey, you have to learn. Like You got to put in effort to learn new technology. So I think it's definitely worth bringing up. All right, that brings us to our, uh, to at least my favorite segment, where we look at the world of comic books, how it's affecting movies, how it's affecting uh, television, but most of all, how it's affecting Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Cape Talk. Cape Talk! So, one of Adam West's last works as Batman uh, is coming out in October. This is, is his his last It is his Batman, last one. Yeah. I thought they had another one, it's- like, in... Halfway through. No, it's I mean not as Batman. He he has some another project that hasn't been released yet, okay. uh, and he has some canned episodes of Family Guy. But this is his final performance it's an as Batman. Animated Batman versus Two Face movie. Uh, the Two Face the Two Face will actually be played by William Shatner. Bill uh, so Shatner, yeah, as Adam, Harvey Dent slash Two Face. Right. So it, it is the first time also that the uh, the nineteen sixties esque uh, Batman has ever faced. Uh, Two Face. That was kind of a weird thing for me to say. <laughs> um, face Two Face coming out <laughs> in October. Uh, Brian, besides this being Adam West's last work as Batman, uh, you know what else uh, about this movie is kind of unique? Um, I mean, it, DC's animation department has been extremely, uh, extremely productive and, and very well received, and it's very well done. Uh, they did uh, Return of the Cape Crusaders with Adam West, right. um, which was very a very good movie and it's just a return to you know the the campy batman that you know some of us grew up on some of us kind of enjoy there's there's two sides of batman there's the you know dark knight uh you know i i am the knight batman and then there is the campy adam west always brush your teeth batman and all batman fans love both of them so i think you know i and i think it's a huge deal that's adam west's final performance um when he unfortunately passed I, I was unsure of whether or not he actually finished recording this because i knew they were doing it um i'm glad to see that he was able to record it and i'm extremely excited to see this so it's coming out in october uh we'll include a link in the show notes so if you are interested you can uh, learn a little more about that the project i'd like to bring up one more thing in cape talk if we're done talking about this please absolutely all right so the justice league movie has released a new poster have you seen it? No, I'm Googling it right now. Can you Google it now for me? I need you to tell me who is on this poster. If you could list, list the character. Oh, Jesus Christ. Just just, just look at the poster and tell me who you see. I see Superman. You see Superman? It's really funny because like two weeks ago when we were talking about the trailer, you were like, oh, this could be Martian Manhunter. Listen. Fuck you, CJ. It still could be Martian Manhunter. No. Uh, no. I, of course it's not. 
It's yes, not. Superman's on there. He's on the the poster. No mustache so, on this no, poster. No, no question about it. Superman is back. How far into the movie he's back? I'm guessing about an hour, an hour and a half. I I, I heard a lot with the the reshoots right now. There's they're a lot reshooting of news. the entire third act. That's the part right there. Is that that's probably where Superman shows up. Third act, which is going to be probably the last hour, hour and a half. Um, but they're they're reshooting extensively the entire last third of this. I read movie, a report that says that Joss Whedon is saving what others called an unwatchable movie. No, I love it. Give it, give it all, give it all uh, to me right now. Right, right. We we get it, but I, I just wanted to point out that no, CJ's right. a dumb face and Superman's oh, in this movie. I'm, I'm I'm willing to take that. I said that two weeks ago. We're good. We, we know. We know. Now there's just conf- now we have confidence well, that I can't we, be like. We well, you know. You know what I like is that Brian gets to punch you in the face two weeks after I punched you. <laughs> I take the abuse. <laughs> All right, we're now moving on to. The, oh no, no! I was ready to move on, Bane. Do do you not see the man of steel I, on that poster? <laughs> yeah, I do, Bane. I'm. So- I was wondering what would break first, <laughs> your argument or your face. <laughs> Both at the same time, Bane. Both at the same time. Ah, uh, yes, CJ. You are not initiate- initiated, CJ. <laughs> I'm real, There's no need to stand on ceremony uh, I, here. I'm real, I'm real, I'm, Mr. I'm real sorry about that. Uh, uh, I Dana. find it very confusing why you would threaten a man before throwing him out of the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Little finger deserves to die. That's all I know. Brian just recently watched the Dark Knight trilogy, if you did not realize it yet. <laughs> Well, you're more clear uh, now than you were in that movie. So CJ, I yes. we, we have taken the argument of Superman and we have given it back to you. <laughs> don't. People. Don't. Oh, don't. <laughs> hey, Bane, will you do me a favor? Will you say pizza? Gotham isn't even known for that. I can't eat pizza. It gets all in my mouth. <laughs> okay, let's today. move on. The ter- there's cheese everywhere. It sounds delicious. <laughs> it's... I prefer my grapefruit, CJ. It is now time for the nerd degree. The nerd degree <laughs> is where that kind of nerd gives a topic, a product, a movie. The third degree. It's an inquisition of sorts. How's if I can speak? Inquisition of sorts. Thank you, Bane. You've, you've tripped me up, apparently. Josh, you have you gave me this topic weeks ago, and I've been meaning to get around to it. But there is now the ability to get a Doc Ock-esque robotic arm that will give you an extra hand or two whenever you need it. It's now controlled by your mind. Um, what is this all about? Like, I don't I don't understand this. I, I get a robotic arm. Uh, sorcery is actually <laughs> sorcery, not science. Sorcery. It's, uh, no, it's all sorcery. You you have a you have a thing. People control it. It's very strange. I'm not sure if you control it or others can. I would hope it's you. I don't want someone else controlling my uh I'm I'm just saying with, with, right with this level of of technology, I'm not sure that it's confined to just you. It's going to be those movie studios that you sold your data to. <laughs> They're going to start controlling your so, arm. So let's say this, Josh. For let's just say a, a, a reasonable fee, you can go ahead and, and get these arms. What are the use cases that you see this being useful for? I mean, it, the, the my problem is that they're attaching extra arms to people that have arms. It's not. It's not prosthesis. Okay, no, I see. Yeah, it's, right, no, no, no. Right. My, my my thing is that it's not like it's 
This isn't to help somebody live. This is like if I want something to hold my iPhone while I do other things, which, I mean, you can buy a case that has a kickstand. I, I guess just do do that. Like, putting extra arms on me is just going to bump people as I board a plane. That's all it's going to do. Yeah, I, I mean, what about at the same like time, chest though? hands from Scrubs? So I can like I can clap and I can eat popcorn at the same time. How great would that be? I just see that, but that's listen, what we're talking about, Brian. I, we're talking about and watch the link in the show notes. It's like a guy who's like, you know what? I can draw a heart and I can use one of my own hands and one of my robotic hands and draw an actual heart, and it's nice. But this isn't like helpful technology i mean as i see it it's just arms holding things or doing i need help soldering something great that's wonderful i just i mean those applications are great but for just any like any other use case besides like factory work or like manual labor i like this is just being i'd rather see it in 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 robotic automation not strapped to a human so for you does this pass the the nerd degree no i mean for me out of out of Roman numerals I through V, I get I give it an I I. <laughs> I would give it an I I I. Mm, I, I see what you did. I think it needs to be anything. I think it's in the middle. I think it's fine. Brian, what what do you score, Brian, on the on the Roman numeral system we always use? I I I I I see applications. I, I don't think it's for consumers. Like I don't think it's for Joe Schmo, you and me. So I mean, I would I would grade a little bit higher. I'm going to give it an IV, um, <laughs> not like your standard banana bag, but just you know, <laughs> an IV in the case of the Roman numeral scaling that we use. All right. Well, now that we've all agreed that that again, that is the term that we normally use. I think it's. I think it's. I think it fails the nerd degree. So Brian. Yes, Josh. You and I like movies. Only a lot. We like to think we're smarter than most people. Um, sometimes. Sometimes. But yes. for me, most of the time. For you, most of the time. I'm not saying that I am smarter. I just like to think that I am. Oh, absolutely. Right. So if we like movies and we think we're smarter than most people, we can assume we can do a better job than the studios. Yes. I can definitely do a better job than most studios. Okay. I'm looking at you, Fox. We're, we're, we're going to recast a movie. We're going to recast Green Hornet. Yes, we are. Now, gentlemen, I, I actually, ha- I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I have a couple rules that I can add for, for this week's cast this to kind of make it a little more interesting. Ooh. Okay. So you're obviously going to reveal who you cast, right? And why, right? Each of you. And then I'm going to give you a 50, uh, 30 second rebuttal as to why your pick is better than the other person's. Mm. Why are you going to make me go to sort of club? Going to make it debate it. We've got. Okay. Well, okay. I'm down. I'm down. I, I can, I can conform to these rules, but I will tell you that I had problems narrowing two characters out of four. Well, that's fine. We, I, we can, we can work on this a little bit. I did not. All right. So, so who is the first character that we? First off, first off, let me just start by saying the reason that we're doing Green Hornet is because not just because the Seth Rogen movie was a huge pile of steaming garbage, awful. uh, But (laughs) on the heels of that, they have actually announced that they are going to do a new grittier Green Hornet movie 
based on a script written by Sean O'Keefe, who's really just done a lot of video game scripts. Um, but it's going to be directed by Gavin O'Connor, who it also directed The Accountant with Ben Affleck. Oh, so I'm flipped. kind of excited by this idea. All right. Um, and that Seth Rogen one was terrible. So I, I'm ready. I think I got a good cast. And The Accountant and was gritty as hell. The Accountant was gritty as hell. I need to put to forward my disclaimer real quick. I went a, w- a little wibbly wobbly this time around. I based my cast list on the Kevin Smith script that was supposed to be what the Green Hornet movie was before Seth Rogen got a hold of it, which later got turned into a comic book made by Dynamite. So that is that being said, that is a totally acceptable perspective. Yeah, it's not like I'm going to choose 10 um, years ago, people who were still 30. <laughs> oh, shit. That's mean. Shots Actually. Fired. All right. So who is our who is our first uh, actor and uh, cast? Who is our first character and uh, actor that we are recasting? So, well, we'll start with Britt Reed, who is a.k.a. the Green Hornet. Yep. And then obviously in the Seth Rogen version, this was played by Seth Rogen. It was played so, by Seth Brian, Rogen. Brian, who is your pick to be the new Green Hornet? Uh, my pick as Green Hornet is Gabriel Macht. And we know he him. is Harvey from Suits. Wow, you went a lot older than I did. I, I he's not he's not a ton older. Like Bro, he's so he's, he's like thirties. No, he's fucking not. He's damn near fifty. He looks thirty. Gabriel mocked. He's forty five if he's a day. Hang on. I, I I will I will confirm this right now. And regardless, doesn't matter he is forty five. Exactly. <laughs> Look at you. Doesn't matter. I win everything. <laughs> Doesn't matter how old he actually is. It actually he, does. He he can pull off a, a it, late thirties, and that's what I was looking at. Is man, late 30s. I I was totally on board with. I was totally on board with agreeing with everything you said based on what the Kevin Smith thing. And now, no. All right, so Josh, who is who's your cast a pick for uh, Green Hornet? Okay, okay, okay. I have a problem because I match two because height, right? Cato versus the Green Hornet. There's a there's a there's a height thing there. There's a stature thing there. Okay. My cast for Britt Reed is either Taron Edgerton, who we know from the Kingsman, right, or Liam Hensworth that we know from a bunch of stuff, including the Hunger Games. I can get more on board with Liam Hemsworth than I can with Taron Edgerton, uh, and I get that because he's a much bigger he's a he's a much bigger dude. I'm not even thinking about height. Like I'm I, just thinking I'm overall thinking, act for for what you're looking for. No, I no, think no. Taron Edgerton is a good, good actor, but he 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 looks he looks too childlike. He's a billionaire playboy. I see what you're doing, <laughs> but yeah, yes, I get it. Okay. I get both. I, Liam Hemsworth was my first pick. But I, I floundered with Cato and I picked a taller dude. I'm sorry, a shorter dude than I wanted. And I had to pivot. All right. So, Josh, let me hear your 30 second rebuttal as to why your pick is better than Brian's. Well, um, my character is considerably younger. Uh, Liam Hemsworth is considerably younger than Gabriel Macht. Um, also, I think capable of pulling off that. Um, millionaire billionaire playboy sort of uh never achieved what he was supposed to kind of thing where gabriel mocked is a much more clean cut guy all right that's time so brian your uh, response 
Britt Reed is supposed to be a clean cut guy and he's not necessarily supposed to be a young playboy. He is supposed to be in like his 30s running a newspaper. Yeah, he's a millionaire and all this other stuff. But, a, you know, I know Gabriel Mock is 45, whatever. He, he can play mid to late 30s. He looks that part. And I don't care what you say. With the you right just made my makeup, point. You made my it. point for me. Thank you for your hey. cross-examination. What, what point did I make? That Gabriel Mock is fucking 45, 45. years old. I, 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 it's Brian, it's I'm, in print. Brian, you can I'm, still play it. I'm looking. We had Toby, hold on. Hold on. No, no your 30 no. seconds we is over, Toby sir. We had Tobey Maguire, who was 31, playing no, a we're high not school student. Here. And we all had issues with that. Like no, everyone didn't. brought up the fact, everyone brought up the fact that he was no a high one schooler. had issues with it. Oh. No one had issues with it. No, I'm sorry, sir. I, I, I'm I going defy to, you. To I'm going to award this round to Josh Burns. Bullshit. Sorry, sorry. I l- I'm looking at a picture of him. He is way too old. I'm sorry. Wait, he, wait, wait. No. Here's me Bullshit. doing my best Kermit sit. <laughs> All right, Josh. Uh, we just talked about Kato. I assume he's next on your list. Who is going to be playing Kato? Kato, uh, because we went with Liam Hensworth, I had to go with a taller Kato than I originally wanted, and that made me pick Finn Jones. Ooh. Nope. Terrible fucking. It's not. He's Uh, actually an amazing martial artist, which is what Kato was. He was a man of few words. And as a matter of fact, mm -mm. Kato was always very cliche in his approach. So I went with Finn Jones because we know he can do cliche. He's an amazing martial artist. He's in the right age range and the right height. All right, Brian, let me hear your cast for Kato. Okay, first off, your age range is completely off for these characters. Hey, hey, work, so, save, save your save your rebuttal, sir. No, Just tell me who you picked. I picked uh, as Kato. So the reason I I got to preface this because this is why I did this disclaimer sure. in the Kevin Smith script. Uh, Kato is actually a female. Um, okay, and I who is actually like related to the original Kato. Sure. Uh, so because of that, I picked Jessica Henwick, and we know her from. I retract my argument and I award Brian this round. But she is Claire. Nope. From, from Iron Fist. No, she's not Claire. I'm she's, sorry, not Claire. She's, she's Colleen. Um, Colleen. Colleen. And I retract my argument and Brian wins <laughs> this I, round. Uh, I will agree with that. And, and no, 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 no. And here's why. Here's why. Because my original instinct was to cast a female and pick Jessica Henwick. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. And I went, she's. Not only a female, she's too young in this role, so I'll I'll go traditional. Brian obviously was more ballsy than I, and he wins this entire round. All right, Woo! with Brian, no who, argument. Brian, who is the next character that we are recasting? Uh, so the next character is uh, Britt Reed's kind of love interest slash fem, you know, fatale. I guess you could categorize her as a bit. Uh, yeah, Lenore, sure. Lenore Case. Which was originally played by Cameron Diaz in the uh, Seth Rogen version. Correct. So, Brian, who did you pick? So, as we all can tell, I've I've picked a, an older cast because I feel like this should be an older, more rugged Dark Knight Returns type Green Hornet. Uh, I, I picked Jessica Alba. Okay. Oh, I hate that so much. Of course, you, right. do, you hate Jessica Alba. So, so Josh, let, let me hear who you picked. I picked Deborah Ann Wall, who is Karen Page in Daredevil. 
And also from True Blood, which is actually my inspiration for this pick. Okay. So, Brian, I'd like to hear your rebuttal as to why Josh's pick is uh, not correct. 30 seconds. No. He actually, he likes it. I like it. Yeah? He likes it. Me too. I like it a lot. I got to give this to Josh. I, as Josh was so kind enough to to give me the Cato pick, and we'll still argue over our Green Hornet pick, but I will give you I will give you your pick, Deborah Ann Wall. All right. Josh, who is the next character that we are going ahead and uh, recasting? Brian's uh, thought on this character was interesting. He said, just forget about Chudnovsky for a second and just pick a good villain. Now, the villain that was in the Seth Rogen one was was Christoph Waltz. And I mean, that is a that is a guy who knows how to play villains. He really does. So and that's I, a actually big bar for my you guys to 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 recast. That was my favorite part of the movie. Brian was was that. Am I on point there? I mean, I, I liked it, but I didn't. I mean, but, and, but but it's not Christoph Waltz's problem. It's the tone of the movie problem. But, he was too comedic. Right. But right. But as the playing of the character, he was my yeah, favorite. He was, he was great. All right. Okay. So maybe it's because he's the best best actor. I'm, but I'm going to start with Brian this round. I want to hear oh, who your pick mean. is for a villain. Mean. Uh, so, again, going off of this Kevin Smith script that I've read um, in in this story, there is a, the like alter ego hornet almost. He, I think he's called the black hornet. Um, but honestly, that doesn't matter what character he is. Cause I think Idris Elba would be great <laughs> as a green hornet villain in a darker, grittier movie like this. A uh, hard, hard man to, uh, to pin against another person. So Josh, who do you Proceed, have? Proceed, Josh. Idris El- Who's Idris your Elba? choice? My villain is Kevin Spacey. Oh, Okay. So these are. Two. I don't even. I don't even care what character he plays. My villain is Kevin Spacey. <laughs> so hold on, I, Kevin Spacey I plays Kevin Spacey the villain. Kevin Spacey plays a lot of different types of, of villains. If you could narrow down, give me an approximation as to what Kevin Spacey would be playing, I can factor that into our our casting decision. I, I have a I have a Kevin Smith in Swimming with Sharks type of you know he's just he's deceptive and and he's. I'm just thinking like baby driver versus No, 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 no. I'm not no, I'm not no, no. naming another character. But that's he, I'm not doing that. He's I, thinking more like as a villain. Empire okay, I get guy. you. Right? Kevin Spacey is a boss. He is the boss of bosses. Okay, so why is right. so why is Kevin Spacey better than Idris Elba 30 seconds? Frank Underwood, I'm done talking. All right. Listen, listen. gentlemen, yields his time and uh, we move it over to Mr. Thornton. Oh, uh, yeah. I yield the other 29 seconds to, to the great. So I, get, I get almost a full minute. I think Kevin Spacey is a great choice if you want to go with the kind of crime syndicate boss thing. I think that's a fantastic choice. I picked a guy who could get down the muck and go toe to toe with Green Hornet, and that's Idris Elba to a T. I think of his character in The Losers and how, like, he can do the fisticuffs, but he can also be deceptive and he can also, you know, kind of run different plays around him. I think what we should do is combine both of them and have Idris Elba work for Kevin Spacey. That's, see, there's this your was, movie. So here's my question to you, Josh, and, and, and I, I want you to think about this and then I'll uh, award a victor. Kevin Spacey, I, I really can't think of a time where he gets recently, I should say, very physical. And, you know, as a comic book villain, if he's the only villain uh, there needs to be punching. There needs to be a, a fight scene. How does Kevin Spacey do that? He what well, he doesn't he doesn't have to. If you if you consider the movie, the Green Hornet, 
And really the comic strip and the radio show that started, it was always against sort of an overboss. And there were always people under him. I'm fine with Idris Elba being a henchman. But also think about the TV show, too. Type guy, right? No, you know what's funny is I've never factored in a TV show because I've never seen it. It's not like even a thing. No, I know. It's just I just don't don't think most people think it's a thing. So I, I, I consider this the Green Hornet taking on a big overboss, taking on the big bad. And I see Kevin Spacey as that. I don't, I don't object to Idris Elba as mid management. I just don't see him as the big bet. See, this is tough because you know there obviously is no character that we're, we're casting against, and obviously I think the the idea of having uh, Idris Elba work for Kevin Spacey is the right one. So I, I think we're going to have to call this one a stalemate. Uh, what? No. <laughs> no, because listen. Kevin Kevin Spacey, uh, while a great you know mind you know a, a smart Josh, you still won though. You still won. CJ awarded the point for Green Hornet to I you. I did. You you won this round, Which Josh. But bullshit. this one was a stalemate because you, you guys came in with such a, a different approach to it. So I, I took I took well, essentially my record in this one is two one and one. Right. I, yes. I won two, lost one, tied one. I'm not happy about that last thing. <laughs> is the problem? No, and but that's Josh, how my brain works. You and, have and more it points. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who my opponent is. As much as I love Brian, <laughs> if uh, I'm gonna, I want to crush him, not <laughs> just just very narrowly beat him. <laughs> this isn't a victory, as far as I'm concerned. If there, if I conceded one thing, I didn't win. This is ridiculous. Right, well, and I hate you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we obviously want to hear from you, the fans. If you have an idea for cast this, please go ahead and tweet it at us at uh, at that kind of nerd or find us on Facebook. I want to thank you so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work. Please go ahead and subscribe to the Bingeaholics if you are already, so you can go ahead and catch our coverage of Marvel's The Defenders coming out this Wednesday. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you all next week. If you love comics and sci-fi and technology, television, video games, and fantasy, well, take a listen to our show, I'm sure you'll see. There's many points where we can agree. Like the Martha as a poppy was just too absurd. And Apple versus Android is a case to be heard. And my Josh thinks new Fantastic Four was a turd. Well, welcome to the club, because you are that kind of nerd. All right, this week's topic, this is actually brought... No, 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 no. Uh, Bane's words are uh, grapefruit, mask, bats, mobile. Those are <laughs> his words. That's Bane's passwords. His full Bane's passwords. are mobile with the podcast, <laughs> Joshua. <laughs> CJ has made very clear that he wants to move on. I Oops. couldn't help but guess he your password. Me did I did I guess your password? Uh, yes, Joshua. <laughs> but you forgot the last two words of breaking bats. I said bats. Bats yeah. were in there. Ugh. There was no breaking of the bats. Those bats are whole. I have been waiting to clear out this topic for like three weeks. So can we can we That's go on? So good. I just need no, I, I had to have more Bane. I couldn't right. stop.